This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hi, I'm Ron Paul, former congressman and presidential candidate. I'm here to tell you about a product that might just save your lives. It's a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. With this great product, you can freeze dry the food your family loves, and it will last for 25 years. Our ancestors preserved and prepared for difficult times, shouldn't we? To learn more, go to HarvestRight.com or call 800-594-4635. That's 800-594-4635. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Jacob Schick is uh, joining us, friend of the program, 22kill.com, 22kill.com, which for all the liberals out there, they hear that and they're like, oh, what are they talking about now? This is scary. Uh, Something that every time I hear this fact, Astounding. Right? Every time you hear this fact, you think that you're here. You have, I have done this. I have been around with friends and I've said, you know, that 22 22 members of our military kill themselves every single day. And somebody will look at me and go, that's not right. And I'll be like, maybe it's 22 a week. No, I'm pretty sure it's 20. And nobody believes it's 22 a day. It is a horrible epidemic, and a Marine, you've been on the program before with us, Jacob. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, I'm a third-generation Marine, combat Marine, and uh, two generations before me. I just happen to be the best-looking one, so I'm thankful for that. Right. When you say you're a, you're, you're a combat Marine, I noticed you said you're a Marine, then a combat Marine. So is that a Marine looking down on other Marines? Like if you haven't been in combat, you're... No, not at all. Um... Maybe. No. no, 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 no. It's because uh, first generation was my grandfather. He fought World War II in the Island Hopi Campaign and Korea. And my uncle who fought in Vietnam. And so both Marines and both war fighters. So I volunteered for the infantry in keeping with the family lineage. And um, my unit was deployed in 2004. And we were operating in the Sunni Triangle. And when I got hit. And we uh, were severely wounded, unfortunately. And it was a long road to recovery. 18 months in the hospital, 46 operations, 23 blood transfusions. Jeez. And, uh, was it an IED? What? It was. Yeah. It was a triple stack, pressure plate ignited. So as soon as the tire hit that plate, uh, the plate went down, ignited the bomb, blew up directly beneath me, blew me 30 feet through the top of the Humvee. Wow. Stuck the Lenny with my head because Marines believe in good form. <laughs> and uh, because God's a comedian, I never lost consciousness and I never went into shock. So I remember everything. And it took the Blackhawk 42 minutes to extract me from the combat zone. You were, you were praying the whole time, just take me any time, just much. not right now. Yeah, I, I, uh, I did. I asked God, I said, um, when I was face down on the deck, I said, uh, just don't take me in front of my guys. That's all I ask. As soon as that bird leaves the deck, I'm all yours. Just don't take me in front of my guys. Don't let my guys watch me die. And then the bird took off. And uh, one of the litter crew told me that it was only 12 minutes to where we were going. So I had to talk to God again and said, hey, I need okay, to re- maybe another 12, 15 need to minutes. on the original <laughs> contract. I think I can make it 12 more. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was. Look, the Looking guy. at your injuries because you're wearing shorts today. Yeah. Um, These are my good shorts, though. I wore them for you all. No, they're very nice. They're nice. And uh, they're nice. I hope you're having lunch or dinner with somebody very special afterwards because I'd, I'd hate to see you get dressed up like yeah. this. 
uh, and <laughs> not, nothing. and not, yeah, for nothing. Yeah. Um, but looking at your leg and your arm uh, in particular, you've yeah. lost one leg, uh, but your other leg is, is. I didn't lose it. I know where it went. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. Um, but if you if you look at, I mean, did you? Yeah, that was tough. That was the left one. I thought for sure when uh, when they when the guys picked me up off the deck, you know, I saw my left heel. And my combat boot was blown off. I mean, we've all seen combat boots or worn combat boots. Mm. When they're laced up all the way and they're tight, I mean, they're on. And I remember when they picked me up and I saw my leg flop up and just my foot facing the other way and I saw my sock. And I remember thinking two things. That's not supposed to be like that. (laughs) And secondly, I was impressed by the amount of force it took to blow off that combat boot and not take my leg with it. I knew that was an astronomical amount of force. And it impressed me. I remember just thinking, wow. And then <laughs> I held my left arm up, and this part of my hand was hanging down here, and I saw daylight through my left arm. Ugh. And so I thought my left arm was gone, too. Only thing, I, and the right arm was good, but all my ribs were broken, and my right foot was crushed and looked completely normal. And then I woke they took up. Your, yeah. They took your leg, and the, so you were worried about the other leg. They put me under because I wasn't a, a good patient. I'll own that. <laughs> right out of the gate. She's not a good patient. <laughs> what was a good patient? Uh, or what was, what, where were you failing in the patient category? My mouth. Right, okay. <laughs> my yeah. mouth. Okay. I just okay. was not. Everyone sucked equally to me at that point. Okay, yeah. yes. And uh, I imagine you were in a little bit of pain. pain. Just a smidge. Yeah. And uh, they finally put me to sleep pretty quickly after yeah. showing up to the tent and blood. Yeah. And I remember waking up. And the nurse Jax was over to the right of me. They didn't give you... tell me nothing. And I woke up and she said, hey, Maureen, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this. We had to take your right foot. And I just remember thinking, perfect. We took the wrong damn foot. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, they explained it. And then I got it and I understood. And I was like, okay. And the doc even knew, working on me in the back of the second vehicle, because we were on a react mission. We only had two vehicles. And the second vehicle wasn't... um, didn't get affected by the the IED, and they got me back up to man post. And Doc knew Doc Daniels was working on me. He was like, he told me after the fact, I could not find, I could not find a pulse in your foot. And he's like, I tried and tried while I was trying to make sure you're stopping, you know, stop the bleeding, tourniquets here, tourniquet there. He said I could not find a pulse. He was like, I was always worried about your right foot. So why didn't you tell me? He's like, well, you know, I was preoccupied trying to <laughs> and. Uh, and here I was calling him a stingy bastard because he'd only hit me with one stick of morphine. And I knew he had more. <laughs> and so I'm yelling at him, like, give me more drugs. No, I can't. I can't was not an appropriate answer. Why couldn't he? Because he was, he was worried. See, that was my thought. <laughs> right. I was like, hey, what I'd be sharing thinking. is caring. Barney says so. <laughs> right. But uh, no, it was because your, your breathing gets labored. And okay. he was worried my lungs were going to shut yeah. down. Okay. Yeah, especially with all the broken. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know all that. Didn't care about all that. Well, next time I'm blown up, I'll, yeah. I'll, keep that, I'll try to keep that in yeah. mind when they can't first, give me more morphine. First assessment is uh, downstairs, just so you know. It's the first thing you check. And that is no kidding. First thing we're trained. Mm. Make sure that stuff works. Honest to God. Wait, <laughs> What? That is the first thing you check, I promise you. You mean that's not, that's not training? That's just you're built no, that way. It's training. I'm telling you, they train you. Make sure, and I'm, it's all a mental thing. 
because I did. First thing I did was that, and I was like, okay, I'm good. I can't breathe, and everything hurts like hell, but that's good. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm all right. I can make it out of that. That is <laughs> funny. I'm not kidding. It's trained. Okay, so um, would somebody like you have survived in past wars? Your dad was oh, like no, this. Oh, no, no. No, my dad's a banker, so. No, but I mean, if yeah. you're, this happened to your dad. Oh, no, my no. uncle, no. He'd be dead, you know. There, you don't know there because, well, one, I mean, one of the most dangerous jobs in Vietnam was being a pilot. Yeah. And so, no, I, there's no way. Even though it took 42 minutes. I mean, listen, it's a mixture of technology and uh, great training that saved my life and guys that had to break rules to get me out of there. And so it, it has nothing. As much as I'd like to think I'm a tough guy and all that, that, is why I'm still here. No, it's because everyone else around me, and because as my grandmother told me when she saw me in the hospital the first time, well, baby, I guess God doesn't want you, and the devil won't have you. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll take it. No doubt. Okay, so what's what's amazing to me is we take care of our troops to some degree. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. What has happened to you, and how well you have healed, and um. You know, I think we we try to take care of our people. I think the VA the VA is a nightmare, but we at least try to save people's lives. However, when guys get home and they have something mentally, all we're doing is shoving pills down their throat. And this does not seem like a pill problem to solve. It's much bigger, much bigger. You know, if you look at me, obviously. <clears throat> you know, I wore shorts and a T-shirt for a reason. Because if you look at me, it's obvious that I had a bad day at the office somewhere down the line. <laughs> it's obvious, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to look hard. and you, Well, dude, you know, I get looks all the time. <clears throat> and I learned this a long time ago, and I've told you this before. Physical pain reminds you you're alive, but mental pain tests your will to stay that way. Hmm. And that is something that I learned the hard way. And... Um, do we have any idea why 22 a day? Do we have any do we you know, have any any clues as what's happening? Speaking from for myself because when I was I was an addict for at least a year when I got out of the hospital until finally my wife gave me a verbal shot in the face and just told me to quit being selfish. You, know, you owe it to your brothers that didn't come home and those that did and still love and respect you to not only live but live well. That's how you honor them. Mm. And you're not living well. And she was right. Boy, is she a good woman. Yeah, no, she doesn't suck. She pretty? She's hot. <laughs> Why the hell are you here next time she comes? I didn't invite myself here, Gwen. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So what were you? She, she was actually the to... first intern to work on me in the hospital in Bethesda. Is you you had the moves even with your leg blown off. Marine thing, wow. bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you di- addicted to? Like uh, Name something. Vicodin? <laughs> yeah. Percocet? Uh, I'll just tell you my favorite was fentanyl. There's, fentanyl? Oh, there's wow. one point I was taking about 55 pills three times a day and eating between 8 and 12 400 milligram fentanyl pops a day. So? Holy wow. cow. You're, you're lucky to, to be, be alive. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. are lucky to be alive. I remember calling my doctor because I was actually the first Marine to be sent to an Army facility in post-9-11 conflict. I went from Bethesda to San Antonio, and I like to say that accounts for 50% of my post-traumatic stress because I was the only Marine at Army. <laughs> sorry, I'm not sorry. Um, 
I called her and I said, hey, Doc, good news. I'm getting off all the drugs. And she said, oh, okay, well, you know, what are you going to do? And I said, oh, well, I'm stopping. What do you mean? So I'm just stopping. I'm not taking the first dose this morning. And I'm just not going to take anything. She said, well, I'd advise against that. I said, well, why? She said, because you're going to have a massive heart attack and die. I said, Roger that. Plan A is a no-go. What's plan B? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> so she said, well, you're, you got to come back to San Antonio. And I was like, oh, all right. But I did and was able to get clean, and it changed my life for sure. 30 days? Uh, I think I did it in 14, actually. What was that like? That was tough. I don't know what was worse, being blown up or that. And I'm dead serious. I can say with with 100% conviction, I know why addicts stay addicts. Mm. Because that was horrible. I, and I always tell guys, when I talk to generals and leaders in the military, I say, listen, you know, waterboarding takes a lot of effort. You know, it's pretty strenuous. Let's just give them fentanyl for seven days, take it away, days. and then question them and hold it in front of their face. Holy cow. They'll talk. That would probably, wow, that is brilliant. That waste would of fentanyl, though. Probably work. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Waste of fentanyl. And you know what? And then just, just, just take them back home. Just yeah, take him back home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the VA hands it out, like, hands medicines out like candy. I mean, why can't our military? Just... Okay, All right, we're we're with uh, Jacob Schick. This is a website where you can get involved, and he'll explain this coming up in a few minutes. But um, where you can get involved, and you can take a stand and be a guardian over a guardian, if you will, and and uh, show your support. Twenty two service personnel kill themselves every single day. An astounding number. Um, and um, and we don't really know why. Now, you brought up fentanyl that you were on. It, it, or is there some correlation between the medicine, are you saying, or not? Uh, maybe. Um, I think that remains to be seen. Uh, obviously, different, different warriors deal with their neck up issues different ways. And, um, Can I ask you a, a frank question? Absolutely. We had this problem in World War II, but none of these guys talked about it. Mm-hmm. You know, they come home and they've seen things that they... Which I think is the first problem. Okay. Is it possible that it also plays a role that as we go along, we haven't been good stewards of what you guys did over there? And, and we don't even know what is happening anymore? And they kind of come home and they're like, the hell is that all about? Because nobody over here seems to care. Uh, yes and no. And I say that because I think a lot of people here at home get real comfortable inside their safety bubble that is their everyday life. And um, they don't want to know about the bad things and they don't want to because out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. And But what I've learned is that Living outside my comfort zone means that I grow continuously. Mm-hmm. No one grows inside their safety comfort zone. And I want to be shocked, and I want to be surprised. Because the more knowledge I have and the more I obtain every day, the better I'm going to be and the better I am for those around me. So, you know, I, I think in a sense people have been grateful, and, and you know, I I've had a lot of people tell me, hey, thank you for your service. And, you know, a lot of the times I don't know if it's for me or for them. And I'm good with it either way. What do you mean for them? I think sometimes people say it because they feel like they need to. 
and I'm all right with that. Because I'm all about, uh, you know, if you're not good with yourself, you can't expect anyone else to be good with you. It's just not fair. And so I'm all right with it either way. It's To me, it's um, it's a kind gesture. I think it's something that we're, we should have done a long time ago, Vietnam. Were you, were you this guy before you went through all this? You're a pretty wise guy. Well, in some ways, you know, I had to grow up fairly quickly. I didn't have a cookie-cutter childhood. But, um, you know, being severely wounded in combat will definitely make you grow up pretty quickly. Uh, you know, you don't just get a piece of humble buy. You get the whole thing shoved down your throat. I mean, you go from being part of the most elite fighting force this world has ever known to not being able to use a restroom on your own. It's a, overnight, it's a pretty drastic change. And so... You know, I'm just thankful, man. I'm I'm grateful to be here and be alive and be able to draw breath and be able to feed souls because that's what it's all about. You know, it's not about self or me. It's about those around me and what I can do for everyone around me. If you still have problems with the bathroom, Jeffy can help you, and he could go into either women's <laughs> or men's bathroom. He, he, well, everybody can now. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I'm good, whatever. Whichever you choose. So. I identify as a strong black woman. So. <laughs> In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.